You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts are Luke. I mean, the, he's a fucking criminal. This guy's a fucking criminal who should be in jail. But there's no fucking way he goes to jail. Matt. You don't understand that America loves Jesus, brother. Yeah, come on, dumbass. <laughs> they don't read they don't read Greek mythology. They don't even read the Bible, but they've heard of it. Mike. Roseanne was a groundbreaking show about a female blue collar running the family. She ran the show of her family. It wasn't John Goodman. He was just a side piece. And Scott. Yeah, there was a time in 2016 uh, where I was hoping that he was Andy Kaufman. Because that would have been the best bit ever. You you could close the book on comedy if Andy Kaufman pulled that off. But but that was about the last conspiracy theory, I believe. Hi, you're listening to the Is It Say podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Michael Govier, and uh, I'm one of four men. <clears throat> uh, wait, we're going to do this over. I got something. <laughs> <laughs> one of four I, I, men. Hey, no, let's keep it. Keep it. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ! I did a podcast for this. My throat's a little fucked up. So, anyways, you're listening to the Is It State podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Michael Govier, as I said, and we're four people talking about stuff. We're just down to have a good old time and think with our minds and execute with verbal language. That's the focus of this podcast. Where we'll go? Who the hell knows? We have no idea what we're really doing. All I know is that we're decent human beings. I can say that with a, a degree of certitude. So let's uh, get into it. It's been election week. It's happening right now. I don't think we have a president at this moment. Do we? Do we have a president this time? I mean, well, we do. Yeah, we, yeah his name is Donald J. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> the 45th oh, yeah. president. Sadly. He's not going anywhere. So but have you guys been? Uh, I mean, we were th- text. We were texting Tuesday night and talking about it. Luke decided to, uh, you know, sit it out. You just put your phone down and uh, you disengaged Tuesday night. How'd you pull that off? Yeah, I just <laughs> I disengaged. I disengaged by. Uh, yeah. So I watched, you know, nothing but dog rescue videos for like eight hours. And then uh, <laughs> I was really depressed and slightly uplifted, but mostly kind of like just depressed and thinking about how bad human beings are. And then the next day uh, I've, watched nothing but uh um just you know movie theme uh songs and uh you know more dog videos and that was you know basically it i watched you know i watched some like you know things like how to play chess you know just shit like you take for granted you think you know how to do it but you don't so i watched it like that i just i couldn't fucking focus on the election it was just too fucking much it was too much because it's the first election. I actually, and I know this is going to sound weird, but it's the first time I actually didn't, I didn't feel, I know I feel invested in it, but I didn't feel invested in it enough to actually pay that close attention to it. And, you know, I didn't have the same levels of anger and, and annoyance and agitation that I normally do watching polling results. So in a way, it just wasn't exciting. Even though I know right now we sit on the precipice. <laughs> Currently, what what are we at? Joe Biden two sixty four, Trump two fourteen. Well, depends, depends on who's calculating. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, Arizona was called prematurely. I would say uh, by Fox. Of all, yeah. that, 
Is that counting in, in uh, Biden's 264 right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's an interesting yeah. one because they were, I, I just came across that story, but I didn't have a chance to read it and I didn't know what the hell was going on. We'll get an answer at, uh, apparently we're nine o'clock tonight. We're going to, we're going to get a report from Maricopa County and like so Pennsylvania to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. They're fucking late. Every yeah, and, and Pennsylvania has just been kind of like just bell going towards Biden, just inching the, towards him, you know? They're the bell of the ball, man. They don't want this night to end. I Georgia, mean, man. I'm I'm me. about to I'm about to fall in love with Georgia personally. Actually, it's I, I'm I've been on the opposite side as Luke and watching way too much of it to the point yeah. where it's just it's become just like verbal oatmeal. I can't like discern <laughs> what's going on. It's just like rah, rah. I mean, I, I don't know. For me, it's I'm tapped heavily into it because of my own, I'll speak for myself, my like perceived existential threat of another four years of this president and i just need it to go away so i i'm like so tapped in up to the point that i can then say all right it's gonna go away so i've been way too locked into it and uh but other than that i've been uh winding down with a very heady documentary that matt recommended called city so real that i finished today it's a uh, Steve James documentary about the oh, yeah. basically is, uh, is about the um, Chicago 2018 Chicago mayoral race in five parts. And that's it's really good. He's great. He did Hoop Dreams, a couple other documentaries that I haven't seen, but it's just very poignant, very honest. And I uh, I don't know. I think the I just I've been gravitating toward things that are just real and don't need parsing out. So it's kind of counterintuitive that I've been watching so much election coverage because you don't get anything. But yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely just dump all election things when we all politics. I mean, not all politics, but I'm gonna dump this like a bad habit when we finally have a president. It's just gonna be a hard. It's just gonna be a hard stop for me. Yeah, I, I may like listen to the local public radio station here and there, but I'm going to like stop hitting a refresh button. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just pulling exhausting. out the calculators. If he needs 51% in this County <laughs> and it's going, he's doing that. And he's up by yeah. 11,000. I mean, I'm just doing the, the mental gymnastics. It's so it's like flypaper. It's just, it's, it's annoying. And I know that I'm falling right into the trap, but I'm like I said, once we once we have it, I'm I'm tapping out on all the legal battles that are going to follow in the wake of it. I'm out. Yeah. I, be, I believe the result. I mean, if it's Biden, obviously, I want to believe the result. But uh, yeah. So is there a reentry point for you guys? Are you taking like a break? Like you're coming back in January when everything's all solved or <laughs> the, the, the inaugural? No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like... I'll, prob I'll probably. Yeah. I mean, I think. um I think I will follow, you know, the, every all eyes are going to turn to Georgia's Senate race once the presidency is uh, declared because they have a pretty oh, interesting yeah. system. You know, like they it looks like it neither could be of, 50 50, right? Isn't that possible? We could be 50 50. 
in the Senate. If yeah, I think it's forty eight forty eight right now, and I think if mm-hmm. if Scott and I don't think that includes Scott Kelly in Arizona beating uh, what's her name. Uh, oh, is it McSally? It, it's forty eight forty eight. Yeah, McSally. That's right. Uh, so if he wins there, then it's forty nine. 48 and then i think the other undecided contest is in alaska which is probably lean republican but honestly who knows you know dude for president Uh, they're like 70 percent in the bag already and it's like it's i think they're only about 60 percent reported or something but yeah but maybe people are i mean they're gonna go republican but when it comes to senator i don't know what the hell they're gonna do but maybe we should give people a little bit of credit. Maybe they actually people have seen that you know, president. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It almost seems like it doesn't matter. But we really need to turn the Senate to get anything done in Congress. Maybe people actually saw the nuance of that. Maybe, maybe, now uh, maybe I'm wishful. Th- uh, a lot, a lot of maybe's are adding up here real fast. <laughs> I, I mean, it's interesting. You know, people aren't as. In some ways, this election is showing that people aren't as polarized in some ways as we think they are. I mean, if you look at Maine, for instance, you know, like they kept Susan Collins pretty overwhelmingly, you know, and, and you look that at was a fucking shocker, by the way, that I thought Susan Collins was fucking out. I don't ascribe a lot of merit to polls, but I thought Susan Collins for sure. I was like, I just assumed that like people are generally annoyed with someone that they've had to deal with for like 30 years, and we're like, you know what, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to go on somebody else. They, they just couldn't. Yeah. She's like, like not even... On, man. Those, those people are committed. That's a, She's a pretty thin Republican. She's like pro-choice. Exactly. She's, she's same-sex marriage. She's all about... I mean, Ugh, I mean what, up and down. What a horror show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's funny to me that she is a Republican because she's got like some pretty liberal views, like traditionally speaking. Yeah, her whole thing was she was always a pro-choice Republican, and yeah. it just it you would think that that rubber band would snap at some point, but it it didn't. I mean, it's it just it just also shows you that you know no matter. All these polls say, I mean, really what everybody is going for, what makes a difference is this like tiny, tiny number of voters that, you know, you either target them right or you don't target them right. And you pull them right or you don't. Laundry's done. Yeah, I'm in the basement. Laundry's going on. That'll happen yeah. about 10 more times while we're recording. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's oh, it's funny. Go on. Hey, this is the Is It Safe podcast, and we do laundry during this show. And by the way, <laughs> if you're interested in what you're hearing, you can email the show, isitsafepod at protonmail.com. Isitsafepod at protonmail.com. That's right. We'd love to hear from you. Are you sick of the election? Do you not give a shit? Are you checking out like Matt and Jay Scott, all right, hey, we'll find out. Oh, well, they're, they're only going to check out after the election. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. They are locked. And, they are and, and locked to be in. honest, it's like am I in right now? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to check out. I'll probably be. Yeah, you're not yeah. checking out? No, this I'm going to read some postmortems and I'll be listening to a million podcasts about it. I already have. Yeah, I think if yeah. your guy wins too, aren't you going to be more interested? So doesn't it really like depend on who wins? I got to say, like, you know, Biden has spoken a couple times, right? Like he's made a he, he had a very he short the speech. entire campaign season. That's right. He's been in the basement <laughs> like me. He's spoken twice. Yeah. Um. And he and he and, and he he uh, muddled through it like a yeah like a uh, like a demented geezer. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do find it hilarious that like people are like, oh yeah, Biden, he's he's uh he's lost it, he's totally senile. And then like those people who are making that argument are like pro-Trump, who is just he has a vocabulary that has like thirty thousand less words, fewer words wow. than like. <laughs> yes. Hold on, though. Hold on. Yeah, we did. We we discussed this over the weekend, right? You or yesterday, the day before that, the Sam Harris bit, and and honestly, over the years, I've kind of like turned on Sam Harris a bit. But are he, you talking about Sam Harris's podcast? Recently? Yeah, the the Making Sense Pod, the the one he, he the eight minute episode he just put up about trying to understand Trump, and I think that. I think he did really like summarize summarize the the relationship between Trump and people who support Trump very very well, uh, because Trump is essentially an existential hero. He for them, he's he's taking the the entirety of the burden of their stupidity and their ignorance. And, and I'm not even trying to say this to to judge anybody who votes for Trump because I'm fucking done with that shit. If you voted for Trump. Fine. We need you on our side. I don't understand why you would vote for Trump if you're, you know, quote unquote, poor, working class, uneducated. Like you need to be on the left and we need to fucking somehow reconcile this uh, racist shit. We need to and we need to out. persuade you. Right. We need to persuade. Absolutely. You. But nobody does that. What they do is they talk down to them and they're fucking mm-hmm. judgmental pricks and they're complete fucking assholes. And so people like my brother in law won't ever listen to you. They will yeah. never listen when they're being talked down to. It's just simple fucking psychology and mm-hmm. decency. You want to talk about decency? Decency's on the ballot, but we're not going to fucking reach out and talk to the Trump people as if they're like human beings that have like real world material conditions and, and problems that, you know, need to be resolved by, by the government because there's literally no other fucking policy in place uh, to help resolve their issues. Like everybody has working people deserve deserve the benefits and privileges that have been afforded only to the rich for the last 150 years, whatever, you know, forever. And they're not going to get it. And they're not going to get it from Democrats because Democrats keep wanting to tell them they're fucking racist, which is basically like a way of just calling them a fucking dog. Well, yeah, yeah, Trump, Trump doesn't have a vocabulary like that, but I think over the years, it's probably just become uh, for him. uh, It's just, uh, it's, it's a fucking, I don't know. Now it's a shibboleth, you know. Now, now it's, now it's like a a marker of, you know, his his. Uh, I guess, I don't know what you want to say. Like, now it's something people look, look to for guidance. The fact that he doesn't have any type of sophistication whatsoever, and doesn't put on airs. He's a fucking moron, but he's, I don't want to call him smart. I don't want to call him a genius or anything like that. It could just all be totally coincidental. He is that stupid. Uh, it's just that people find, uh, you know, commonality with him. Is he, uh, is he a little bit, uh, he's like the evil version of Chauncey Gardner, you know? <laughs> yes. And, uh... yes, 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 yes. And, and the way that people flock to Chauncey Gardner is, is very similar. You know, and Chauncey Gardner was the, you know, he was the advisor to the president <laughs> accidentally and didn't didn't even know what he was doing, like didn't realize he was even doing what he was supposed to be doing. He didn't understand why he was even like friends with the president. And and so it's yeah, it's like just the it's the complete reverse of that. 
It's funny how that even plays out. I mean, maybe Trump is the, the greatest fucking performance artist of all time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was a time in 2016 uh, where I was hoping that he was Andy Kaufman. Because <laughs> that would have been the best bit ever. You you could close the book on comedy if Andy Kaufman pulled that off. Oh, my God. But but that was about the last conspiracy theory I believed in. <laughs> well, there, there was, wasn't there another. There was another Andy Kaufman uh, conspiracy theory recently, wasn't there? Was it? I don't know. I, I'm not aware. I'm trying to remember. He was somebody was you know he might have been somebody else, and it was I don't know. It was pretty good. I can't remember. It could have been Trump, right? Yeah, he's. he's I don't know. He's, he's alive in New Mexico. However you spin it. Trump and Tony Clifton have like the same body size. I will say that. Yeah, exactly. It looks just <laughs> like him. That's crazy. That Trump looked like uh he spoke at six thirty. Any you guys see that? It sounded uh, like no. a damn. Sounded like a like he was at a funeral. He was really. De- I, I mean, I think he like might have been sedated. All oh. of his all of his handlers. <laughs> I mean, he well, he's been he's been, you know, obviously popping off on Twitter like he does every day, but he hasn't been in front of the he wasn't in front of the cameras today until 630. And he came out with this like really awkwardly like prepared, you know, set of remarks that he almost looked like he was reading. He looked like he was about to fall asleep at some point. Well, he did did it short. You know, like I remember that one time there was like uh, him. they have to pump him full of tranquilizers to get him out in front of yeah. people without he his said fucking that's head speech, without citing a riot. It's too close to the election. He's like uh, <laughs> results for him to go out there and just like fan the flames of fucking anger <laughs> everywhere. He's gonna start a goddamn civil war accidentally. What I was know. that line? What was that he line he said? Remember, his like pizza. a god delivery. And he was all. It was like made fun of a lot. He's like, God bless. You're not your shit. Your shit. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, he got up too much. It was one extra trank. It was like, it was that fucking dart, that fucking dart in your neck. From That's funny, man. Board. It was just too big. Well, yeah, I, uh, you know, Biden, he, he, on the night, on Tuesday, election night, or whatever that means anyway, I don't even know what that means, election night, the last day that people voted, um, Biden came on the air, and, and he basically just said, you know, nice things that sounded boring and like any other president. And my God, that it just felt good. I felt good hearing that. I don't, I, I just don't want to hear any more of the, the bluster and the, the lying and the, just the, just the cruelty of Trump. I, I'm so sick of that shit. I'm just ready to not care about who the president is for like a couple days at a time. Mm-hmm. And then Biden came on again and he said the right things, you know, and, and I and I actually do believe that, you know, the, some of these cliches do matter. These like ideals of like. They're, they're usually not true, you know, like when we talk about who we are as Americans, I think it's pretty clear who we are as Americans. We're a, a pretty angry, selfish people, at least at least like, you know. A plurality of us are. You know, not not a not a majority, I would say, but a plurality of us are have like pretty bad, <laughs> bad things that we vote on and, and embrace. But like, you know, I believe in that rhetoric of like, you know, we hope for better things. We're going to live up to ideals. I believe in that. I believe in. Really? Really yeah, do? I That's do. Like a low bar, man. 
I feel like that's a low. I mean, Trump's lowered the bar really a lot, which sucks. But then, like, yeah. I don't want cliches to be the bar now. I mean, I'm I, talking about a public I, persona of a president. I understand what you're saying. Okay, I understand what you're saying. You're right. You're talking about, hey, this public uni uniformity that says, hey, let's all collectively come together and blah, 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 blah. And I get it. It's a public face. And you're saying it's it's a necessary thing that people rely on. It gives them comfort or not even comfort. It just lets them know that they don't have to think about what's going on necessarily. And they can well, focus on their own lives. And you can you can have this and have substantially different policy positions and still be a president for America. I mean, Ronald Reagan, a person who I disagree with on, you know, I, Reaganism is bad, but I think Reagan succeeded in speaking to all Americans, you know, like the famous ad about it's morning in America, you know, <laughs> we do need optimism in a presidency. We don't need uh, American carnage. We don't need uh, shithole countries. We don't, you know, we don't need people who say that kind of stuff who say that you're a cheater, you're a liar, you know, it's just exhausting. We need somebody who says we actually can come together with a common vision for this country mm -hmm. on certain issues. And we can respectfully disagree on meaningful ones too. By yeah. the way, the Reagan, there's a Reagan documentary coming out in middle of November on Showtime. It's going to be fucking oh. awesome. So I will definitely bookmark watch that. that. Everyone bookmark that. Nice. Yeah, man. I, to piggyback on your point, it's about, to me, it's about like an energy expense and the average person having an average amount of like emotional or existential energy that ideally would be spent, you know, putting it into the idea of democracy versus having all of that derailed. And, you know, it's easy. Most people, if you flash a shiny thing in front of their face, are going to look at it. And I feel like that's what the Trump presidency has been all about. It's like it's like he's in a constant state of wagging the dog where you don't even know what the hell's real because you've been spending your energy just looking at insignificant bullshit. Whereas we should be consolidating our efforts. I mean, I, I, I hate the I mean, I don't like the platitudes any more than anyone else does, but. I like to hear that language versus hearing a bunch of divisive nonsense and blather that then people glom onto. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I spend I spend time trying to unpack some of that nonsense and I'm like, what what am I doing? I'm just being played for the fool. <laughs> I guess I maybe I'm uh maybe I'm privileged or something. I, I it's very possible, but I just I have not let Trump invade my life, I, but I've made a conscious effort to do that over these four years because there was a time I was deep into it back in the day when it first started. I remember going to the uh, the women's rally in January of 17. You remember on, it was like yeah, with right, the yeah. inauguration day, I think. Right? Yeah, nice and, big pink pussy hat. Yeah, I met a bunch of uh, pink pussy people. They were really cool. Uh, we went up to East Lansing. They're called women. They're Lansing. Mike, not they're called women. women. <laughs> well, they were, they were actually. Is that uh, safe? Good. Yeah, I don't know. That's borderline. <laughs> but I went up to Lansing, and you know, uh, the governor was there at the time. Wait a minute, the governor's always in Lansing. Who was the governor in 2017? Snyder. Was it still uh, Snyder? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he wasn't there. Never mind. Somebody else was there. It was a female, like a female leader. I can't remember who it was. Anyways, I do. <laughs> it, maybe it was Whitmer. I mean, Whitmer was, was working in Dana, County. 
when did Dana come in? No, it wasn't her. It wasn't the attorney general. Anyways, it doesn't matter. This is totally doesn't matter. What does matter is that uh, we went up there. <laughs> was and it Megan we brought McCain? Our... <laughs> no, it was not Megan McCain. We brought, a, brought a camera. We brought a microphone. And we went around the whole day, like, interviewing people. Like, we were really gung-ho about this. Me and my friend went up there, and we made yeah. a – we put it on YouTube and stuff. And we were like, all right, this is the new era. We're going to be fighting Trump for the next four years, and we're going to be good people. And that was just too exhausting. I couldn't live like that. <laughs> we also got lazy on a few things. I'll bet that freely. But day-to-day, I couldn't live with, like, this constant – do you hear what Trump said? Did you hear what Trump said? <gasps> you know, I'm like, I'm not going to live like this because, first of all, I have an overall view of politics as like, you know, fuck poli- you know, politicians are generally people I don't care for. Uh, I have that position. I'm not saying it's the right position. So it's easy for me to like kind of remove myself. But at the same time, I also wasn't a person that was necessarily affected directly or immediately by some of the things that he was carrying out. So I had that advantage and I understand that. I do understand that, but I made the choice and I've watched people go Trump crazy. And I, I just kind of went on with my life and tried to like, I also wanted to refocus my own personal life. I'd had other things going mm-hmm. on, try to recover from opioids and shit too, at the same time. So, that <laughs> was a pretty big deal. Comes, always I, comes I, back to the goddamn. Well, I did. I had a pretty big task in front of me to focus on. So yeah, so that may have made I it. Made move it. on from this. I thought, I know it just never fucking ends. This guy is opioids. Shut the fuck up, Mike. No, but what I mean to say is that I, I'm proud of myself for that fact that even now that that's all old opioids are old news, the Trump stuff is not a part of my life anymore. So I don't know. Well, I, you know, I think we're just on a different wavelength of what we're talking about. That's all. Sure. We were talking about uh, Zizek a little bit uh, a couple of days ago. And (laughs) the reason that came up is because somebody in a podcast I was listening to was like the entire Supreme Court needs to be brought down to one judge. And that one judge is going to be Slavoj Zizek. That it's going to take 30 years to unpack all of his decisions. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> By effectively uh, making the Supreme Court totally useless, um, <laughs> which I thought was fucking hilarious. But there's, Zizek has a really good point about uh, many things, but he, he has a really good point about political activation and, and political um, action. And really, his. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm an intellectual. I, I, I'm a professor. I want to sit around. I want to write my books. I do not want to be going to meetings every fucking day and going to city council stuff and, and, and voting and, and having polls and then, you know, having caucuses and, and whipping people. He's like, I, I can't, I don't have that fucking time. And I just, I want to live my life under an uncorrupt government. And I think... That says a lot about, so it's not just the, the point about action, but it's also the point about fatigue, which is the opposite of that. Or it's the result of too much action. And I think Trump just pushed everyone into fatigue within fucking, I don't know, three, six months. I mean, first, first, Dude, months, first week, pretty agitated. The but first like, week. first year I was burned the fuck out. Nothing could surprise me. That's yeah, it. so that, again, that's exactly my point about looking forward to just not, you know, having every day be some freaking disaster. Well, and, I and, that, and in that way, Trump is the unique. He was the unique threat because he was like a unique threat to like your fucking the amount of like reasonable energy you could put into something without losing your fucking mind because it wasn't going to go anywhere. It was like uh, some form of discombobulation of the the theory about insanity you know whatever that is just 
you know, just repeating the same thing, expecting different results. It's like you couldn't even fight the guy. It's just he's he is absolutely fucking, uh, you know, impassable. Like you can't do anything to him. I mean, the, he's a fucking criminal. This guy's a fucking criminal who should be in jail. But there's no fucking way he goes to jail. It's an amazing thing when you think about it. He is like he is straight up above the fucking law, and I still do believe that he thinks he could probably shoot somebody and get away with it, and I think he probably would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think that that type of fatigue sets in, and you know I think ha- having having Trump there that makes he's unique in that way. There are just few people that are willing to go that far <laughs> and just have nothing. I mean, the guy is not he's a, he's a, he's like a He's an aggressively blank slate. It's like everything that happens, he's an etch-a-sketch. He's a fucking walking etch-a-sketch. <laughs> but see, where I get... So for me, it's less about Trump, and it's more about the 69 million people that are at least think that he should lead the country. And so I zoom out a little bit. I, I don't get in... Like, I was actually the opposite. I kind of... I got burned out, like early and really quickly and i've just tried to ignore it and now it's just in the election cycle like the last you know four to six months it's stuff like i can't help myself from needing to understand something like QAnon. like that really sinks into my flesh my brain flesh and i'm like i it's it's literally it's 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 curiosity. I'm too curious to let it go. I have to find out why this kind of thinking and this kind of this conspiratorial bent on everything where that comes from. It's 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 like uh, I'm just too curious in like an anthropological sense to let this go and so it's not necessarily about trump it's just that you know what we're seeing with this election is it's just for every one person that you know voted for biden you got one person that voted for trump essentially i mean four million is a lot of votes but you you know you got 10 people over here and 9.9 people over here. And I just need to get inside the minds to understand. And I still haven't figured it out. So that quest just (laughs) burns on for me. And that's really what it is. It's like, how can you say this? It's just, it's about accountability, really. It's like, I want to talk to someone and be like, okay, so... We can count votes in this state, but we can't count votes in, in this state. How does just explain to me how that makes sense to you? I just need to understand that. I need I'm like a very, I'm like a math oriented guy, too. I need to at the end of the day, yeah. two plus two equals four yeah, is very comfortable to me. Yeah. My point being that you don't have to really get into the mind of somebody who wants a political outcome. You know, obviously. They're not, they're not using good faith in, in arguing about what votes need to be counted. Of course, they're, they're just, what, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're totally okay with abandoning any, any sense or semblance of 
you know, ethics uh, just to to get the outcome they want. I mean, that's Mitch McConnell. Like, you know, he is historically one of the most powerful senators in the, the history of the United States of America. And it's has nothing to do with acting decently or being moral or anything like that. And, you know, but what I, the thing that I wanted to ask you was, I, I understand the, the desire to kind of get in the head of somebody who is like a QAnon person or something, but it's, when you consider, when you consider that a vast majority of these people, uh, you know, literally have like, you know, never read a book, and this is not a judgmental thing, it's just the facts, and they'll admit it to you, it's not... They don't, they don't give a shit about that. They, you know, but they don't like being judged for it. That's for damn sure. And, you know, they, it's not about getting in their heads. What fucking bothers me right now is these fucking margins are so razor fucking thin. Why aren't you trying to get in the head of Joe Biden? What the fuck? He could have blown this fucking election out of the water. This how could, how could he, how, how would he have done landslide. that? One promise, a promise. He wouldn't even have to make good on it. All yeah. he's done is is say just it's all hyperbole and and just bullshit pablum. As you talking you about know. student loans? As, not well, anything, anything. Could have said on day one, we're gonna work with Elizabeth Warren to, you know, work on his student loans. Day one, we're gonna start working on Medicare for all. He could have just made a fucking promise to win an election. If if Trump is the existential threat that everybody says he is, then. You should fucking lie to save the country from him. Wow, that's isn't that right? I mean, if if we're talking about <laughs> so you just said that people are so dumb, we need to lie to them to convince them. To vote for our <laughs> well, they they lie to him anyways. No, that's not what I said. I didn't say they're so dumb you have to lie to them. What I'm saying is that you don't don't try to get in the minds of of people who believe in conspiracy theories. It's not. That that's something, but it's not the answer to anything. Try to get into the minds of people like Joe Biden. Why the fuck is he losing, not losing this election, but why is it so close? It shouldn't be fucking close. And all I'm saying is that Joe Biden, all he needed to do was even like pretend to do something for the left. Oh, I and think you would, fundamentally are misunderstanding. I think you're fundamentally misunderstanding what the American electorate is. The American oh, electorate. Well, then please is is way more conservative than you're giving it credit for the american electorate are you talking about the people who actually vote or the people who don't vote well this is, is this is the body and it includes the non-voters and the non-voters no no the electorate count includes everybody who votes and the non-voters it's the people that are available to vote right isn't that what it is uh, oh, well, whatever so, we're having a semantic discussion here well, I you know, think, I think you, if you if you're arguing that this was a turnout issue in this election, this is the most this is the highest turnout election what I'm arguing is ever I'm since arguing we've expanded the franchise of the vote okay. to women. Sure. <laughs> to but, half the population. Yeah. But the only demographic that Trump has actually done worse in is white males. And, you know, what's weird to me is that we want to frame it up like Trump is like a unique threat. Well, then why didn't. Biden do anything to get non-voters. What do you mean non-voters? He got a lot of non-voters. He, but Trump also, got, yeah. Trump also got non-voters. Sure he did. Biden yeah. is just looking like he got some more of them than Trump did. Okay, so what is my fundamental misunderstanding? I think I don't think 
Um, I don't think that some of the people who voted for Trump were going to come over because of one promise or another. I think people are voting on emotion, and I think they're also voting on actually some principle. There's a lot of people who are conservatives who see Trump as the pathway to getting conservative action, whether or not they like him. I, you know, I'm not talking about the 34% who just love him because he's a dick, that he's the dick they want to be, right? <laughs> I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about those people, the, the additional, you know, the additional. Yeah, if that's not aspirational. That That is he's a, he's a funnel for, he's a funnel for their shortcomings. He's a funnel for their, all the things that they've been told are wrong about them as individuals, as people for the last uh, four years or the last like 20 years or whatever, they've been told that they are scum, they're deplorables, et cetera, et cetera, and use whatever adjective you want. And he's not, they don't aspire to be him. And I think that is a fundamental misunderstanding. But he forgives their sins. He says, I, I, I understand. Yeah, you. Well, in a way he doesn't, he can, he can say he forgives their sins, but they don't look at him like he's actual Jesus. He is, he's Orestes. You know, he's the existential hero. He, he takes on all of the burden and all of the shit and the darkness that they, feel like they've been suffering for years and they finally got somebody to take the fall for them. That's why Sam Harris called him Jesus. Fat Jesus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? Which I thought it was per which I thought was perfect, but uh Arrestes would probably been a better, you know, like from the flies. Yeah, that's cause yeah. that's because you're an elitist. You don't understand <laughs> that America loves Jesus, brother. Yeah, come on, dumbass. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they don't read they don't read Greek mythology. They don't even read the Bible, but they've heard of it. <laughs> the fact that it actually makes sense to me that way does not make me an elitist. I'm, I'm, I'm just screwed. I'm just screwed around. But there's a there's another fundamental misunderstanding. If if somebody wants to, you know, uh, go after me uh, on on those on the on that basis, because in in my opinion, the thing that we have all done fucking wrong not not me because. I've done a lot less than most people I know, but people that fucking are just, just these fucking lib dem assholes is they've judged the fuck out of everyone and they don't understand that they need the Trump voter. Now, Trump voter might be fucking racist, fine. But if you get a racist to join your fucking camp, then you've won. Who gives a fuck if they're in there? When everyone flipped out over fucking Joe Rogan, uh, you know, giving Bernie his support, <laughs> it was like, asshole, you fucking won. Joe Rogan's, uh, you know, a you need Joe Rogan if you're if you're on the male. left. Yeah, yeah. this had a real male, uh, you know, who has some objectionable views and some like definitely borderline fucked up viewpoints about shit. He's starting to come over to your side. The left exactly. is inherently like full of, you know, just some turns and nonsense and stuff that that is just vitriolic. You know, someone like Joe Rogan isn't even inherently vitriolic in, in and of himself. Half the stuff that he he says is just shit that like he likes to joke about with his friends and like you know clearly this guy didn't like go to fucking Brown University and then like come out like with the the, the bougification you know uh, the training that we all had going to college. I mean that's yeah that's funny. That is where you get uh, you know indoctrinated and it is true you do get indoctrinated you get indoctrinated with certain values that are very 
good. You learn things like cisgender. But, <laughs> I mean, what fucking good is it when you're talking to, you know, a fucking electrician, bust his mm-hmm. fucking ass, and the only people that he talks to on a daily basis, the people he works with, they all have material conditions that are like need to change. Actually, a lot of electricians do real fucking well, so it's funny to listen to him complain. It's like, what the fuck are you complaining about? But they have, <laughs> you know, they they are um, they're constantly in this. They're constantly being fucking put down and talked down to and, and treated like shit by their like you know smart other people. Like when, dude, I'm not kidding you. I've been around so many people, and Matt, you have to like, you're you're uh, you know. You're 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 one of the people I know you are, and uh, you know without you shit I wouldn't even know where Del Rey was. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Like uh, you, you're one of the realest of them all. So this isn't about this isn't really about you, but it's just like we know plenty of people like this. We 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 spend plenty of time with that will you know when when you meet when you're at the bar. You know, at the uh, at the club, at the uh, uh, what the fuck is that called? The carbon AC. Carbon, yeah, yeah. carbon man. Yeah, you're at the, <laughs> the carbon and uh, smoking cigarettes says, indoor. Because yeah, fuck, because some... fuck that ban. Because this is exactly. America. Exactly. And, and Trump that's... would let me smoke indoors. Sure, sure. Now, now you're fucking talking. But you know, if you walk in wearing a, a fucking Yale sweater and a and a fucking you know Harry Potter scarf. And you start talking down to somebody about you know sports statistics or something, they're gonna fucking hate your guts. And it's but it's not unreasonable for them to do that because you're not the first fucking person who's talked down to them in the last week. They get treated like they're garbage all the fucking time. Well, it's just really it's just really important to remember that. I think you the know, culture they, shits they, they, on them. The solidarity, though, yeah, the, that's exactly right. Culture shit, identity shit, fine. But it, I think in their day to day lives, we got acculturated in, in systems of higher learning. So, how did you learn? You know, how did you learn? You know, all the stuff you know about fucking gender studies or whatever. <laughs> what what do I actually know about that? Yeah. Did you know anything about feminism? <laughs> right, right. No. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, I, I, oh, shut uh, up. no, here, here, here's, here's how I, I learned it through the culture. You know, I know who John Lennon was. I know who Yoko Ono was, you know? Sure. Well, how do you know John Lennon and Yoko Ono? Well, cause he was the biggest. Because I, you had parents that played records for you. Well, no, I mean, I listened to the classic rock station. You could go <laughs> to someone's house and hear something country? else, Luke. Your parents don't control everything. I want you to know that you could go yeah, to someone's what, house what and listen up, to what something if you grew else. Up, what if you grew up in the South? You listen to country, okay. yeah. and there's not a lot of feminist messages in country rock. What do you mean? I just, I just realized Come on. That, what about that uh, Coal Miner's Daughter, man? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Coal Miner's Daughter Fine. got an Academy Fine. Award. But Jesus I think... Luke, me right now? What the fuck? I think, I think what something that's going on in the broader culture is if you turn in, if you tuned into mainstream television, yeah, I guess, you know... In 16, in the Trump era, you had sort of the return of Roseanne, right? Which was an interesting <laughs> moment. And I don't know yeah. if you ever watched. That was interesting. Did you ever watch Roseanne, the original Roseanne? Of course. Yeah. That was a great show. It, it was, was a great show about working class people. In fact, I a had mother, no idea. A mother, a female, 
she was a mother like a who's raped. Yeah. Is she? I'm sure she is. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Let's not even go down that road. I mean, yeah. Roseanne has major <laughs> no mental health like... issues. She's had massive trauma. I, I, I don't want to. I think we need to cut her. Let's just not go down that road. I, I agree. Well, I, I guess back We're to not the piling point. on Roseanne. All I did was mention she was. Like, I don't. Like, <laughs> actually, Roseanne right. was an interesting show about working class exactly people, and it actually. And unlike yeah. Seinfeld, it actually had like there were people <laughs> who were not white on the show. You know what I mean, too. Right. And yeah, gay. Yeah. Uh, let, you know, and there was gay. a homosexual, yeah. a huge outing. Before oh, Ellen did her thing, Sandra Bernard played. What's that? Seinfeld had Sugar Ray Leonard on it. Remember? Uh, <laughs> but 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 Roseanne was about real Americans, not not people on Manhattan. You know what exactly. I mean? And and I don't mean to dismiss that as not real America. It's definitely real America. But yeah, no, the friends, the, the friends were like uh, just yeah. That was even worse. Man. Friends is even more of a joke than yeah. Seinfeld was, in my opinion. But you're right, and, Matt. Roseanne was a groundbreaking show about a female blue collar running the family. She ran the show of her family. It wasn't John Goodman. He was just a side piece. Pretty and much. <laughs> and and uh, like a hot piece of ass. Sure, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So, so then you fast forward to, to what's what's on TV in 2016. I'm not talking about the Roseanne reboot. It's like it's like everything is like not reflective of the experience. And and I'm not I'm not saying this is bad or whatever, but it's all you know. You've got Glee, which is about like yeah. multicultural, cosmopolitan people. You've got um. I don't even know because I'm so out of touch with whatever yeah, we're it is. All, on TV. I think we're all going to be out of touch no, on this what subject. You're, wow. What you're getting at is entirely right. The entire thing is all, it's all, it's a battleground that's just all fought out. On but there's things like Fresh Off the Boat that was around that time. Yeah. There's a lot, there were shows that were reflective of like cultures that have been tossed aside. They were trying to make that effort in 2016. I'm yeah, not but saying what that they, they, did, what they were doing with like shit like Off the Boat and even like Blackish or whatever is that they are still, they are still interpreting <sighs> everything in terms of uh, cultural. In, cultural terms uh cultural terms racial terms whatever and they, they're not if you cannot so roseanne wasn't directly trying to address uh material conditions and the improvements in material conditions and probably wasn't overtly political in any way shape or form it just had a very funny woman at the center of it and she probably is unpretentious enough uh to have said like no this is the setting it's a working class family which is actually a very fucking good thing and like i said that is incredibly unique i mean going back i mean how many other characters are like that you know even the jeffersons moved on up <laughs> you know? so greta van you know, susteren I, she uh bailed on fox news a month before the election in 2016 just saying cool good for her see what a nice what a nice fucking way to to stand up against something and then fight for fucking scientology come on <laughs> well this is the year before me too really took off as well and a lot of people think it must, have been, people tell it must have been planning to attack uh you know fucking Nebu or whatever the fucking planet is she decided that she wasn't going to be part of it oh greta van susher is a scientologist you know this right i actually don't even know who that is um, she was a Fox News talking head that no longer exists. Don't worry. The about it. There's a important. Scientology. That Scientology uh, series just dropped on Netflix. I noticed. Oh, gotta watch. I want to read that Lawrence Wright book that I never Leah, read. Leah Remini and Scientology. 
Well, Leah Ramini. So I've got a copy of that. Saved by the Bell, 1992. We'll Summer season <laughs> when they go. Leah <laughs> Ramini. Wow. Man, it's, it's unfortunate for her that uh, Kelly Saved by the Bell's coming back too, by the way. <laughs> it is. I'm not fucking kidding. It's coming back at the end of the Come month. On. I'm on the new Peacock on? network that uh, NBC's pushing. They're dumping money into a new Saved by the Bell with writers from uh, 30 Rock and shit. They're throwing everything they can at this thing. It's bizarre. Throwing writers from 30 Rockets. Yes. Yeah. The NBC's pushing their new thing. It's their arm, their Netflix arm, Peacock. So they're going to put everything they can into making this thing work. Okay. See, I know how excited you are about this because I know that you're trolling. No, I think it's a joke. I saw the tree. See the trailer? Did anyone see this trailer? No, no one's seen this trailer. Is Tiffany Amethyst in it? Yep. She's back. Zach's back. Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley, Showgirls fan, oh, wow. are like key members. They actually work. Ooh. They're back at their original high school and now they work After the there. Election. After the election. They're at the Max. Yeah. And fucking, yeah, he's in it. It was in the trailer. Max was doing like, it was actually funny because he's doing like weird shit in the Max. And people are like, why is this guy always doing magic? I want my cheeseburger. It was pretty funny. I, kind of <laughs> I, feel like is, I feel like Mike is lying to us and just this is just all what? search for it. This is true. I saw oh, it my own eyes. Saw my, do you really think in the world we live in that we're not like replaying no, nostalgia and all the remakes and everything that's well, been redone, like Roseanne, even? You it's know what, all that, been done. And that's yeah. that's okay. This is I'm gonna bring this back because that's that was <laughs> the Trump back. message. Trump's message was it was better than make America great again. And it's yeah. so un it's what America has become. We we're not innovate. We're not an innovative country anymore. We're all just, we're just trying to claw back to where we were. And that place is not a good place. So like, why not look forward? And, and, and maybe Luke, that maybe this is your criticism of a, of the democratic party. It's like, what is the vision for America? And I think, I think that is part of the problem. We don't, there is no vision. There's no bold vision in America anymore. It's all about looking backward and, 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 Looking backward, you know, like for Joe Biden, it's like looking backward to my Scranton values and this, you know, we can make it here kind of this false, like whatever this false, like uh, uh, promise of of hard work, whatever the the bootstrap yeah. kind of thing. And and for Trump, it's no, Which is another our values are right. And screw them. They're trying to take they're trying to upset our values, blah, blah, blah. And we're, you know, um, but I no one's you, talking about a guy that has no values uh, at all. Being the avatar for American values. But I think that is kind of what Sam Harris's point was. Is like, uh, and again, I'll agree with him on this one. He's an empty vase. Trump is so empty that he can talk about values and then everybody else just puts their values into him. He's just a prism. Yeah, there's no, there's, he, there's, despite what you might think, there's no like moral sanctimoniousness coming from Trump. He's just allowed himself to sponge up all of that hatred and frustration. Yeah. And on the other side, the messaging on the left is, in fact, completely different, where it feels more like some club that you have to meet these certain guidelines to get into the liberal party. And it's like, we're make no mistake about it. Like the left is going, trying to go just as far left as the right is trying to go right. And it comes across as being a judge, jury and executioner party where you need like a secret password to get in. It's like, 
eyes wide shut. It's like, what's the password? Fidelio. It's like, no, there actually was no password, but you're not smart enough to know. Is that is that our podcast title? <laughs> Fidelio. Oh, that would be pretty actually, cool. That'd be a fucking good one. Actually, the show's called Is It Safe? And we have an email. If you email the show, is it safe pod at protonmail.com. Let us know what you think of what we're talking about. Are we out to lunch? Are we crazy? Let us know. <laughs> are we out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. And yeah, we lost our what? marbles. Actually, I, I do want to ask John, uh, you know, when I see a question about what you just said, you, you talk, we talk about. Uh, you, you mentioned the left, it, and so I do want to be fairly clear, at least at least just like from my perspective, the liberals are not the left. Um, people uh, that are closer to being like socialists or socialist sure. progressive or whatever would be left. I, I feel like... Some magical stuff, though. No, no, I, I know this is... I get where you're going. I, I see what you're getting at here. Yeah, degree. degree. It's like, what is the... Yes. Where are the end zones? The spectrum. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. kind of like how, how Trumps are, Trump, Trumpers are not conservative. You know what yeah. I mean? They're, like, like they're, not. they're definitely not. Exactly. They're definitely not. And this is, this is, what, this is what my big fucking problem is here with uh, liberals in general is liberals want to have civilized discussions. They want to have decent people around. They want to have people that let them go back to brunch. But they're not fucking acknowledging <laughs> that there's a lot of angry fucking assholes out there too that just different types of assholes that want to have uh, you know maybe very borderline conversations. They want to be they want to make you uncomfortable and Yet at the same time, we share their same fucking needs. We need them. Like we we need to have solidarity with them. You know, if you here's here's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, okay, growing up working class. Obviously, I've got an education. I know that. But I think the idea of growing up working class is not just it's not just like the assumption that you're fucking poor. It's that you know, you grow up you, every single day of your life, you watch your parents come home fucking tired, and you know, you watch your parents physically break down year after year after year, and you just think to yourself, I can't do that. I gotta get out of here. And they tell you, you can't do this either. You gotta get the fuck out. And, you know, then you go to college and you come out, and you start judging people like that. You know who are fucking like racist or something just it's it's insane and it's an amazing thing that you know you don't see a lot of people actually engaging in certain types of you know just plain discussion uh you know anybody can learn anything really you just you have to have a certain sense of patience and you have to fucking get off a goddamn high horse jump out of your ivory fucking tower and and stop being so fucking judgmental i mean it really is I'm not saying it's simple because what's happening now is the polarization is now a function of the, the perception of polarization. It's like people are polarized based on the idea that they're supposed to be polarized, one, or that they think they need to be polarized in order to defend you know, some form of decency, which is, oddly enough, a form of fucking fascism. <laughs> and so you know, the more liberal you are, you know, the more kind of mother Germany you start to look like to me because oh no no it's it's the fatherland by the way fatherland. <laughs> mother <laughs> Russia father Ger father Germany oh, sorry 
but the, it's the protection. It's the protection of, of decency and etiquette and correctness. And it's the protection of like, you know, female bodies from invaders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like these are, these are part of the mythos of, you know, any of these fascist ideologies. And I'm not, I'm not, say, I'm not doing that thing where I'm saying everybody here is fascist. It's not what I'm saying. But there's something uncomfortable for me about it, about the gentleness, <laughs> about the the totally exclusionary sense uh, sensibility and the exclusionary sense of ideology and and uh, you know property and all that uh, that really fucking bothers me. And now, yeah, granted, of course, there's your <laughs> there's your Trump supporting fucking jet ski salesman. Fine, fuck off. Yeah, or you know guy who owns the store making millions of dollars a year he's just angry and racist of course there's that guy that's that's fine i'm not saying that guy's coming over be, to the left because i don't see somebody like that as being necessarily working class however uh, people who have material conditions that need to fucking change are not having their goddamn needs met by the Democratic Party. They just aren't. Biden has said fucking nothing to that. Yeah, that's true. But I think we're missing a piece of the entire puzzle that we're talking about here, and that's social media. You know, if you want to have these conversations and discussions, it's almost like you're implying that they're going to happen in the real world. And <laughs> yeah, when, good, great point. When do we actually interact with each other across class lines? Right. In, in very few unless it's in a uh, served servant relationship. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the buy, you want to buy something from someone and they're the one, like you were just describing, I want to buy a jet ski, for example. Maybe that's a little extreme. But and now you right. don't even have to do that because that uh, slave delivers it to your door. Right. And you don't even have to see them except on your ring doorbell when they yeah. drop the shit off on your porch. Yeah, you could a pandemic combined with social media is creating even the most extreme isolation we've ever had in, well, not we've sure. ever had, but we've certainly ever had in this recent modern America or the world yeah. for people that have so this talk, kind of lifestyle. About, let's talk about that wage slave that, that is like kind of stuck doing fucking gig work because, you know, the other options have fucking dried up. I mean, there's there's a reason. Okay, I don't, I'm not super familiar with what. I've been that guy. I worked Uber full time. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so, <laughs> you get, get your health care and would you be still doing like maybe gig work if you had no uh you know if you had medicare for all you know what i mean like uh needs need to be met for people that are that are especially doing these fucking transition jobs too i mean god damn i mean the, obviously the, the poor who who don't have any safety net whatsoever need to be taken care of but well it's interesting the people that have lost fucking everything and are like to pick up pieces and can't get a fucking employer-based like healthcare plan and are well, being told like hey don't worry your ACA is going to be intact you know i mean well right now in america we're in a position where mandate or whatever it was called it was uh shot down was because of republicans i'm not mistaken oh yeah and basically we're we're in a position right now where we just we have to we have to save what we have yeah, dude, I get it. See, this is this is actually this is the Trump derangement problem, is that he's so fucking bad. He went so far. He just he's so fucking unpredictable. Even though, yeah, whatever. 
he's so fucking bad, and I get that. So I feel like it's going to take, it'll take, I don't know. I just, I wish we had another election next year. I wish we had one election now to get rid of Trump and then an election next year to get a better president. Well, again, I, I, and uh, I think we attach too much. Iron out the problems and then go after a new guy. We attach too much to the presidency. We voted on a lot of other things in this election. We also will vote on things next year in the odd year. And in 2022, we'll have a midterm election and we'll vote for our governor again. And we'll vote for, uh, and I think actually uh, back to the complicated, um, the complicated political views of individual people. We'll, we can actually push through progressive measures at state levels and local levels. Uh Matt, can I, real quick though, can I ask you, do you think the political will is there? I mean, someone like you is someone I, I look to as your real like font of information when it comes to you know, political machinations, especially at local and state levels. And I would look to you for advice on, on how to get any of this stuff done. Do you think that, I mean, you seem happy about Biden, you seem happy about the, the idea of just kind of, you know, decompressing again, taking a breath, not having to worry about the president. I mean, wh- where's the political will to, where's the, where's the fight? You know, the, to me, I associate that with something like anger or something like agitation. But, yeah, I but think, I'm, I'm a different type of person, too. I'm always angry. <laughs> I think there's a lot of right. I think there's a lot of righteous anger in this country right now. Like and Mike I Delaney, think, huh? But it's got to be <laughs> always fight. angry. Wow, it's not cool. <laughs> well, I think I think uh, here here's here's a sign of optimism or a sign of a reason to be optimistic because of political reforms that happened in a midterm cycle. It became way easier to vote in almost every state we're talking about mattering in this election. You could, you know, and this is like, it sounds ridiculous because other advanced democracies, it's fucking easy to vote. And, you know, it's, they count the vote like immediately after an election. Yeah. Um, However, that has not been the case in this country. And and I I, want to make a point of not, I got to stop saying in this country and start saying in our country because it is our country. Our. Uh, Yeah. I don't own this country. Well, you but, don't own it, but you're a part of it. I, it, I, it, I, I want to own this country. I want to own this country. I want to own. I want, and by I, I mean, I want to. I mean, we, we should own this country. People, we, we people, we should be able to claim not, not just, back not the symbols of this country. Well, it's been well, two hundred right, years, and we haven't owned it yet. System of oligarchy and and uh, suffering. Oh. Well, well, one causes the other. That, okay, that's, that's just my uh, I'm going to go back to the point about incremental <laughs> I'm change. Sorry, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. And, and in in the midterm elections <laughs> and, and how things happen in this country. Yeah, I'll go on mute. <laughs> we 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 just had a we just had a census, albeit a sham of a census. But the census triggers redistricting in the states. Yeah. Now in in our state of Michigan, because of the efforts of activists at a grassroots level. We have an independent redistricting commission. 
that was cho that and you should look into how we've appointed these these is that a champagne velvet by the way what do you got there mm -hmm. yeah it's a good beer <laughs> minute of that yep uh, yep. Yeah, I'm doing this for you. Um, so we're going to have in place a, an independent, nonpartisan redistricting commission that will draw sensible district lines based on census information in Michigan. Now, that's going to bear fruit down the road. OK, but that's what I'm talking about. President has nothing to fucking do with that. The president of the United States. That is locally driven, state driven change. Now, what I hope happens is we can roll up that momentum. We can learn from that campaign at a local level that got 60 some percent of Michiganders, a very healthy, super, almost a super majority of, of Michiganders to vote for a common sense measure for reform. We got to roll that up into the national politics and maybe we need to look at the electoral college. Uh, maybe we'll get to a point because of these initiatives where we get rid of stupid ass 18th century institutions like the electoral. Uh, I guess it's an early 19th century institution. Vote. They go from three fifths to seven tenths. That's a marginal improvement over the course of 250 fucking years. <laughs> well, God, uh, think about that shit. Like, 70%. So the Electoral College means that black people are now represented at 70% of a vote. And white rural people sometimes have 20 times the voting power of somebody from an inner city. Well, How uh, fucking crazy is that? It, I, and I was saying this in the text thread. I, well, I think worse than yeah. the Electoral College is this institution called the United States Senate. Oh, for sure. Two, two per state. Regardless mm -hmm. of fucking population, give me a fucking break. And that is actually, yeah, that actually adds on to the electoral uh, college numbers and even further fucking skews it. But I'll tell you what, you know who made the difference in this election? You know who's going to win this election for Joe Biden? Kamala Harris. Black voters in Milwaukee, Detroit, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, but that's I mean, that, but that's obviously a bad thing, right? That's what you're getting. <laughs> no, that's well, that's. Uh, well, I, I again. People in a small region like shouldn't matter more than the what like what thirty million people in fucking California. I mean, come on, like none of that should. That's not a good thing. I, it's a good thing, I guess, if they tip the election, but it's not a good thing shouldn't be that way. I, at all <laughs> it, it shouldn't fucking be that way One the, the electoral the electoral oh, college yeah. is interesting because it even, even steven way to do this if we're going to take like a greek view of this like in the fear mm. of of true democracy I hate the greeks <laughs> but the in in the fear of the the a true democracy tyrannizes the minority no 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 they're they're worried about popular uh, just popular will. Well, what the electoral college does, and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to, uh, this is like, I'm kind of steel manning the argument here for, for the electoral college. It forces politicians to pay attention to regions that they would not have to pay attention to at all. There's no longer a problem. 24 hour fucking uh, media, you know, social media, you know, constant 
input from everywhere. I don't know. And tell that tell that to the Iowa farmers who benefited from certain subsidies the from the federal government. Benefited from fucking having outrageously large fucking overrepresentation for fucking forty years. Yeah, yeah for forty years. Let's go back to the Dust Bowl. Them fucking directing. Yes, Dust Bowl talk. Fine. Fine. Now they control like a lot of what's going on in the country. And they have no fucking rights. I'm sorry, but it's not, it's, it really is actually fucking absurd that we defer constantly. So this is like this, we defer this like fucking quote unquote podunk shit. You know, it's like, there's nothing wrong with being a fucking farmer and your vote equaling one vote. You don't. Well, I agree. Extra fucking weight in the election. The people in the fucking ghetto are getting 70% of their own fucking personal representation. They can't even get one vote. So why the fuck would they go to the polls? These people know this, by the way. Everybody fucking what, knows. What is, what is the, the argument? With the electoral college. What's that? What's the best argument for the electoral college? There is none. It's over. It was, it was uh, an argument used uh, back in like the... the you know, when it was, what was it, developed in the Constitution? It's in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It does, it's basically to provide representation for uh, people in rural communities. But we were talking about a, a time when the entire fucking country was uh, much, much fucking smaller and required that type of, you know, that kind of federal arrangement. Oh, and, and honestly, it was also, the, the reason it got all totally fucking bastardizes, uh, you know, slaveholding Southern states decided to make, uh, you know, black people were three fifths of a person, which mm-hmm. oh, it wasn't, it wasn't just them. It was, it was the, the urban elites agreed to that. Everybody agreed to it. It wasn't just that the, it was, it was a way to form the union. Uh, it was, it was agreement. And I'm, I'm, I, again, I'm not, yeah, it was an agreement, but it was that. That type of representation. Well, I think it was it was ah well you might got me here. I mean in terms Actually of, if if the uh, Northerners yeah, had their way harder, if the Northerners had their way, yeah, slaves would have counted as zero percent of a person because right. the slaveholders wanted them to count. Yeah, the slaveholders wanted them to count because they had more. So right. three fifths of a person, if you've got you know, five hundred thousand people versus zero percent of a person if you have a hundred thousand people you know i mean they they they, they really but listen, there's no mention of a popular vote that you're never going to use math in your life requirement in this country. no there's no it, popular vote requirement in this country when none it comes whatsoever so yeah it seems like always comes up as being the righteous way is fine but it's unfortunately it not. seems it feels to me it always has since 2000 since my candidate got boned in 2000 is the best mm-hmm. way Luke, to your point to represent everybody is to count the rural republican person's vote in california just the same as you count the liberal vote person's vote in anchorage alaska like yeah it's all just it's 1.00 vote yeah Yeah. you get 1.0 everyone has 1.000 vote yeah as al gore famously said why not count all the votes 
I mean, <laughs> we don't have time. We got to move on. Here's the thing: what would be the best? What would be the best uh, possible? What's What's better than that? What's better than everybody having their vote fucking matter just as much? I mean, my vote should matter just as much as fucking Steven Spielberg's vote. You know? No uh, way, dude. No, I, I know it doesn't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think it should. Maybe Roman Polanski's, but not Spielberg's. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, fu- it's, it's funny to me, yeah, how we we are just so we, as a country we are just so comfortable looking at all these numbers. And again, I'm like super numbers guy, so there are certain things I can't get off of. And one number no one even whispers about is like a four million vote advantage for biden but like no one talks cnn fox independent news or nothing it's just like doesn't matter we wouldn't even be we wouldn't be in this mess if it was just popular vote it's like biden's winning by four million roll the credits let's all have a beer and go to Dude, there are additional problems, too, and, like, uh, you're 100% right. And, like, just, just think did. about how that impacts, like, the actual cultural hegemony of this country. The fact that, you know, only one state gets talked to for an entire election season, and our election seasons last for two, three years. So, you know, only people, people are only talking to fucking swing states that they're concerned about, not even swing states that they, they you know, should be concerned about. It's just... They only they only talk to like two three states all goddamn fucking uh, election season, and that changes the entirety the the complexion of like the, the you know kind of okay public perception you know so why why the fuck were they talking so he says he listens to scientists right he says vote for me I'm gonna listen who is to he scientists. Biden he says vote for me I'm gonna listen to the scientists about COVID but doesn't listen to the scientists about fucking climate change because he won't get on board with the Green New Deal, which even in its radical... Yeah, I think Biden needs to promise you a new microphone and then you'll vote for him. <laughs> I would. Oh, now you're back. Oh, now you're back. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so you were saying green. Anyway, New Deal. I was saying about you know green New Deal. The thing is, he, he dude, this is just like he's he's such a fucking pathetic piece of shit candidate, and he should never been. That's so ad hominem. I know. Give I, me a real, I, give me a real I, argument. I give me hominem. a real argument. It's it's ad hominem. It's ad hominem. Just finish your thought. What you're used to hearing. But you know, he says he to listen to scientists, but he won't sign on to a green New Deal. How is that ad hominem? No, I, I, you call him a pathetic piece of shit. Loser. Well, yeah, that's of course. Yeah. Well, there's gonna <laughs> be fl- dude. Is it safe? There's gonna be flares here. <laughs> I know, but I want to hear we're, the best. We're argument. a wild bunch. Yeah, you know, I'm missing what I think we're really missing here is this whole point about grabbing people from the other side and like you know bringing them, bring everyone together. That point, I don't know how I can understand that people of Kentucky can vote for a guy that does not serve their best interests at all again and again. That's the one I don't get. I understand Trump burning, way more. They probably would. No, I understand yeah. Trump getting it elected be, and people voting for Trump a lot more than I understand. Some kind of political vagaries about him. No, but I don't understand why people would vote for McConnell. McConnell, just, McConnell destroys blue-collar lives. I don't understand why people would... That's the guy I don't get. I I understand Trump voting a lot more than I understand voting for McConnell. I just you, don't get what, it. What? Really? Like, I don't see it. <laughs> 
I can't understand. It's the one I one thing. First of all, I just they love triggering libs because libs talk down to him and libs. Right, he trolls everything ever. And he quoted Martin Luther King in his acceptance speech. Happened. That's a clear troll job. Honestly, honestly, as as uh, education become more of a quote unquote marquee achievement, something that's almost nearly impossible unless you fucking take on like life crushing fucking debt, it has become rarer and rarer for people to just put themselves out there and like take out those loans or uh, even be able to pay for college in general. So I would I haven't looked at that data in a while, but I would imagine that fucking gap is starting to grow. And so the being talked down to is a minority fucking talking down to the majority more and more and more and more and more. So these, you know, generally speaking, like, the only difference between me and, and someone who didn't go to fucking college is that like I was given an option at a time when I was fucking 18 and couldn't didn't understand anything and was like, I don't want to end up like this, you know, like not that my parents ended up poorly or anything. I just was told, you know, you don't want to beat up. I don't body. understand what you your point wanna, is. Here, you don't want to fight. I honestly don't know. What are you saying? I'm lost. What am I saying? Yeah. My say, what I'm saying is that. Did you just go back to think, a different argument? Or no, what I'm saying I, is that you think that you can, you can't figure out the person that votes for fucking Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Mitch that's McConnell, the one that I have a struggle with. I'm being honest. Yeah, he's a he's complete. He's okay. Sorry, I won't do ad hominem here. He's all about and money. That, I mean, it's I'm a money. He's a monetarian. Um, if there was a political party, it's a monet. You know, he's a monetarian. Sure. Yeah, but you know, if you think any political party isn't monetarian, uh, sorry, another. Ad no, but he's an extreme sorry, case. Matt. He's an extreme. Sorry, Matt. I keep slipping into it. I keep slipping into it. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. I'm he's an extreme not. case, though. I mean, he's. No, it's, well, I know all politicians are about money and getting reelected. Yes, I understand yes, that. Yes, but, but all of his decisions you, are based if on you it. Fucking, if you, uh, if if you grow up, or if you're even in contact with just college fucking assholes, you are going to fucking uh, revolt. And the other part of it is fucking religion. And it is fucking yes. uh, all about abortion, and that's it. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, McConnell gets everything else he wants because he's, uh, he's found a way to weaponize abortion for literally about. every fucking thing he wants. All right, that's what I forgot about. Now I understand. Yeah, Re- no, I mean, religion, big. Yeah, religion's huge. Religion. I mean, and it, it literally comes down to one issue. Christianity, be specific. Dude, my like full disclosure, my sister lives in Arizona and voted for a a candidate this election that she, quote unquote, just hated Donald Trump because he has her like job in mind. Like he is the candidate that has the most concern over her job as a border patrol agent. So mm. it's, so again, we're talking about, a well, that's her issue. union, her union. That's her. Yeah, ex- <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so cool. He really hasn't made, made good too much on this whole wall thing. It looks like a fucking hillbilly smile. This wall is just like, that 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 you know and so cool that's so that's all you need i'm like 
I vote for the candidate who's this and this and this. you know, like uh, you're basically voting for someone who just doesn't really want you to ever have the option for an abortion. And it's just like, yeah, but I'm uh, just going to keep collecting that paycheck. And that's what a lot of people yeah. A lot of people are aligned with what keeps me alive. What, how do I put food in my hole and buy bog rolls for my asshole? Like, E-bag. yeah, it's just like, that's what I want. And whatever the perception is, nothing else really matters. I, th- I feel like the country is moving in a, in a way where we just have, 350 million islands but like you only really get two colors it's just like are you a blue island or a red island and then you all just tie your little islands together like it's fucking jobby nooner and then that constitutes (laughs) and then that constitutes a party and it's just like we're at the blue jobby noon over here, and we're at the red jobby noon over here. Where we, we wear masks at one, and noon we don't year. wear masks at the other one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We want the, here. I'm gonna tell you right now. COVID didn't they, stop they jobby nooner this year. I want people to know that. <laughs> they both fucking suck. The only really good party there is the people going from one place to the other, meeting in the middle. I disagree with what J. Scott says though. Uh, I see what he's saying. I see what you're saying about the like, islands. I, I agree with that. But I think there are more than two parties. I think there's a lot of people who are really thirsting more and more. There's a bigger and bigger group of people who are like, hey, I want a third color. I need a third color bed. A fourth color, a fifth color, right? I think that's how, I think you would probably even agree with that. Oh, I want a thousand colors. I understand colors. I want I want a message. Yeah, I, I want as many colors as that, like, that mantis sees. Like, I just want <laughs> colors that I can't even comprehend. Well, people yeah. act like people act like the two-party system. They're just too bi. They act like it's a total binary. But let's not forget Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez are in the Sandys. same. You said Sandys. I love pecan Sandys. That's my favorite. They're they're in the same party as Joe Manchin in West Virginia. Yeah, mm. you know it's fucked up. Go. Well, so it's a coalition. Any other country, like there's in any other country, there's no way I'd be in this party. Um, mostly, probably because she wouldn't be allowed in it, but also because she probably wouldn't even agree to be in it. So, yeah, I mean, if you're dealing with two parties, you're just you're basically just trying to draw a line in the middle, and that I, I think where that line gets drawn, I think, is the tricky part. It's not in the middle. It's just you have everybody. Right. Uh, what do we have? 350 million people in this country. So that sure. line, ideally, in the ideal sense, the you know kind of Grecian or Roman sense, would be right down the center. Ooh. Grecian roll sounds 50%, good. Fifty percent. Hold on. Be fifty percent on the left, fifty percent on the right. But as as we've gone along, and as uh, you know, capitalism has grown, um, and our identities have become. Uh, more and more nationalized, more and more tied with uh, corporate interests and, uh, you know, kind of less less about distributing wealth and more about, uh, you know, kind of personal gain. That line has continued to go. And then, you know, the conservative, late, late 70s, you know, neocons just fucking, they saw that fucking opening, use religion 
leaned into it completely. Uh, understood. People like Roger Ailes understood that uh, there's a huge fucking ecumenical base out there that is not voting, that doesn't believe any of these politicians, and oh. they lead right into things like abortion. And they picked up a lot of voters. And that line that was supposed to be ideally drawn right down the middle has moved to the right for a long time. So now, just look at the spectrum as like just a straight line. It's got definitive endpoints. That line in the middle has gone to the right. So now there's less people, or it's gone to the line has gone to the left. Less people on the left, more people on the right. I feel like we need a visual drawing of this. Even out the even out the voting, you have to bring in more people from. Next time you come on the pod, Luke, I want you to bring charts and shit. I'm serious. I want fucking. I would like to see the chart. It would help me understand more because I I kind of see what you're saying. I've I've drawn them out. Oh well, then bring them to the show. Okay, I mean, what's the point? It's a podcast. Hey, by the way, you didn't give enough respect to Lee Atwater. You know, if you're going to give neocons respect, Lee Atwater deserves his due. Okay, come on. (laughs) Show some class. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a, this is a neocon. Show some class, unlike Lee Atwater. <laughs> Respect for neocon podcast. <laughs> that was, that's a great name. I kind of like that. I kind of no, do. No. I think, uh, go ahead. I just want to say about the the left right divide. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's more about yeah, cultural issues than it is about actual policy. I think I think people are willing to be more left on a lot of policy issues, but the cultural yeah. issues have driven people apart. Yeah. Um. Because Fox it's, News knows that Fox yeah. News does polls that like people are a majority Actually, for Medicare overwhelmingly and shit. Like when it comes to policy stuff, yeah, you're right. And and the policy argument doesn't win the argument. The cultural argument wins the argument. Yeah. So I I, uh, I think we that. need we need to bring people in culturally. We need to let them know that they're not the enemy because of who they are. Yeah, well, because of judging them and acting culturally because of their class because of their their uh, ethnicity because of the color of their skin because of their native yeah. language because of their religion whatever it is. and don't banish people for conditions in class don't banish people for racism either you need to include them and help absolutely you're not going to yeah. change racism by banishing racist, you have to bring people in and yet. talk about it you have to teach you have to not teach but it's in a it is teaching in a sense but don't act like you're the higher up teaching someone yeah. you have to you know what i mean well well we also have to put a we have to be a little bit more scrupulous about what we label as racism exactly there's ignorance and there's not being with the times and not having the vocabulary Mm -hmm. of the times yes and then there's racism well that goes to the one word that defines everything we're talking about in my opinion and that's called nuance it really is everything we're talking about is about nuance and if we don't have it so that's where we're at I do think, though, I I do think it is important and and I'm always hung up on tolerance and what it you know, we're talking about racism, sexism. We're talking about all this. And to me, it comes down to is there a point where you should just feel comfortable, like not tolerating something, you know, like not going to tolerate that, like okay bring everyone in give us your weak your poor and your racist and your sexist except those, except those super <laughs> racist irish people get them out of here but <laughs> at what point do we just kind of <laughs> so i mean we it's kind of like you have Good to decide point. like don't i mean 
I'm fine with a policy of we don't banish people based on their ideas or their, uh, you know, however their upbringing or however they got to this point. But then on the other side, you know, I think I quipped one episode about like intellectual eugenics sounds pretty cool where we have no extreme racists. It's just like, okay, cool. Like, no, you, you're literally like out. Like, we're just going to send you to Guantanamo if you're like, <laughs> like trying to like, if you have such vitriol for black people, we kind of don't need you in society. Yeah. Like, okay, to what again, point though. do we spend our time and energy and resources trying to rehabilitate someone who just simply isn't going to change? That is nuance again, though. I think that comes into play. And I actually reminds me of the fucking book that I got caught up in. I admit it. I was caught up in a minute over the summer. The uh, White Fragility book, that book that exploded and <laughs> basically yeah. taught, every, taught everybody how to think about racism. <laughs> so tell, we're all white supremacists and we need to accept that. And then I we think Luke forward. just pooped his pants. It yeah. well, taught you how to be a white supremacist because you yeah. didn't know that beforehand because you weren't. And right. Then it well, taught the, taught the company how to pay fucking Robert D'Angelo like fucking right. $175,000 of fucking speaking engagement. It's all stuff I didn't know. I And then if you my program, you learned how to build a business over both. Me? Oh, yeah. Okay, look. My girlfriend is a very, 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 very well-meaning person. Like, she's so... She's a nice she's, She should be frozen in a case. She should be yeah. put in a case. She's so honest yeah. and earnest. She and she gets appreciated. She gets caught. Yeah, that's why I do appreciate her. It's one of the reasons I love her the most. She's very gullible to like, just because she loves to learn. As much as she is gullible, uh, it also, <laughs> yeah, she'll also, it also, also allows also her to be okay open minded. She's also okay with you saying that, which means she's super open. Right. Well, she, as much as she's gullible, it's also on the other side of it, she's just as open minded. So that's a good thing. So she's ready to like learn, 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 we learn. Can't publish this episode now. No, of course we will. Absolutely. I'll text her right now. Everything I'm saying. My point being is that she we do this book club thing and I never thought I'd be in a book club and she loves doing book clubs. So I, I got in. I do it with her and it's it's like these older people. It's her mom and my mom joins it. And, you know, it's everything you think a book club would be, except it's all virtual because it's Zoom world and COVID. So we did White Fragility. She uh, she chose it because it was right after George Floyd. You know, every, we were all feeling okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. we wanna, wanted to. Like, let's all yeah. learn something. And I was just along for the ride. I didn't. I read some of the book, but I wasn't really reading it. I didn't investigate who she was at all, <laughs> and I had no idea of the the skepticism and the criticism of this book, especially by guys like Matt Tybee and some other people oh, yeah. that I read later on which were complete revelations to me. And I immediately went back and realized what I had done is I had slept walk through this whole experience and I vouched for it. I even did a video where I was like pissed that I sent to you, Luke. Remember that? And I yeah. grabbed that book and I was like, this is what we need to be doing. I literally did that. And then after the fact, I realized what I'd done. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back actually and find that video and share yeah, it. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I, I, we could actually, you could all probably watch it if you can find it. I'm not proud of it now, but I learned. So my point being is that what you just said, J. Scott, is what I thought about is that white fragility um, was like everyone's over, you know, but so what do you not tell? I don't know why. It made me think of like this tolerance level. At what point do we no longer tolerate people? And for some reason, that book reminds me of that because. It's like when it goes too far, but we got to find a happy medium or something, you know? I'm yeah, I'm talking about toleration on any spectrum. It's not just yeah, like... Yeah, right. yeah it's, just it's not just toleration on this side or this side. 
yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, so my, my personal my personal opinion is like um, uh, it's it's that you know all this uh, deconstruction issue. I mean, it's just like this this is fucking language that like we we talk with that other people don't even fucking understand. We only know this shit because we've been acculturated in a fucking bourgeoisie environment, and mm. it's, not, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's it's some a lot of it is very good. It's just that you can't take uh, you can't take these these different types of like fucking heuristics for being like normative ethical points of view. You know, just because something might be the way it is doesn't mean that's the way it should be. And it definitely doesn't mean that you shouldn't be like kind of wedging some kind of, you know, oddball, arcane, you know, idea into, you know, your daily, your daily activities with uh, with other people. Just uh, this is the reason I, I've I've always found like classes to be like more important. I mean, like obviously I find racism to be very important, but you can see how it fucking backfires, and. Yeah, how how it backfires if you only focus on that? Mm. Because in the end, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. government should be playing a role that takes care of its weakest citizens, and it doesn't. And you know, people of course like it Joe doesn't. Biden aren't people people like Joe Biden aren't promising to do that? Even if it was Medicare for all, for <laughs> even if it was Medicare for people under the poverty line, uh, you know, not Medicaid. If it was like Medicare for I don't know people under like thirty thousand a year, I don't know it'd be better. I mean, it's just it's like I you know I constantly feel like I'm being like accused of fucking wanting more shit. It's like I don't want more shit. I'm paying deeply into this goddamn fucking purse. I'm just not getting anything out of it anymore. Right. And I don't really think I got anything to begin with, other than like a sense of fucking superiority, which is I think why a lot of people lean into this shit. This is all they bought by going to college was a sense of fucking superiority. And uh, I'm no longer in that uh, place. If I ever was, I'm not, I'm not in that fucking place. I just know that, uh, you know, people are losing their fucking job and Joe Biden won't commit to fucking Medicare for all. Makes no goddamn sense to me. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. See, I thought I any type of give me give me an argument for why he shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do what? Shouldn't commit to Medicare for all. Because people won't vote for him. <laughs> Why? Why do you think Matt, Matt always brings it back dude. to uh, political this is strategy. It's crazy that you think this because 80 some odd percent of fucking Democrats are completely on board with Medicare for all. And okay, how about, how about those? People on the left, people on the left can constantly vote shame for fucking not falling in line to vote for the fucking establishment candidate. But why don't people in the fucking middle? Uh, fall in line for the leftist candidate. We've never even tried that. If we ran Bernie, do you think that people in your position wouldn't vote for him if he was the presidential candidate? Well, we ran Bernie for president, and he didn't win uh, no, in, no, the, no, in, no, in no. the Democratic hey, Luke, primary. We walked Luke, right into it, Luke. God primary. damn it. Don't, don't dodge. Don't dodge. Don't dodge this shit. If that's not a dodge. That's, no, that's what he said last time. If you won the fucking primary, would you not vote for him? Because I absolutely would vote left. for him. But exactly. I, it's not my vote. Why wouldn't it be fucking someone like Bernie as opposed to someone like Biden? Look, listen to what the criticisms. Listen to what the criticisms on the right were about Joe Biden. They were that he's a socialist. He is 
Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. If only. Well, yeah, but that's that's what persuaded people in South Florida not to vote for uh, Joe Biden. That's what uh, persuaded people in that's lots of places in America. I think that's totally incorrect. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what you think because this is what other people think. Exactly, because this is actually an, it's, it's an inexact science, which means that we could fucking speculate on a billion. Right, points. it's like fucking NFL draft. It's like draft. It's another these are another long line of inexact sciences. People think they know, and then oh shit, we didn't know. You know, there's no way. You, but you don't take Jeff Okuda. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about AJ Hitch, guys? Hey, we haven't talked about that yet. Hey, I can't right. wait till we get to more movies and sports. It's gonna be well, we didn't even talk about AJ Hitch. He's the new manager. The Tigers have the manager. It's fun. It's exciting. Yeah, and he's won a world that. series. We could we could wrap this series. up. We could wrap this up with the talk about sports. Yeah, I was figuring we're we get that point. It's an hour and forty minutes, and people. Yeah, are like, yeah. Guys, right. it's, it's I was about to. I was and, hey, if you've, been, if you've been hanging in there, I thought we were actually going to wrap it up on your like quiet kind of sombering endpoint. But then you got into the Sanders thing, and then Matt, of course, is going to respond with the political strategy. That's what happens. But yes, AJ Hinch is a Tigers manager. Matt, how do you feel about it? <laughs> uh, I feel I feel actually great about it. And uh, yeah, he's a cheater, though. No, he's I really I don't really know his role in that whole thing, he's and I don't not. really care. Yeah, he, okay. All right. <laughs> There you go. It's yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Give me some W's. This was a weird season. It's kind of fun, actually. It was more fun than I had last year watching the Tigers. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, well, because they were actually that's that's pretty much right. They could hang in a playoff race for the three quarters of a season because it was only sixty games. <laughs> that helps. That makes it more fun. But AJ Hinch is a guy that won a World Series. He has completely admitted that he was the manager and the wrongdoing was bogus. He's fully accepted his responsibility though he wasn't fully involved in it either and that's i think that's important i think we should yeah but even like matt said who gives a shit the coach of lions next year i'm all for it i just like politics i want all my managers and all my politicians to be in their 40s that's basically it (laughs) that is fucking fantastic that's that's perfect let's end on that note let's end on that note i agree you've been listening to the hey Nope, that's not what the show is called. Uh, I have too many podcasts. This show is hey. called. <laughs> Stop called that. It's called. Is it safe? Jesus Christ! That's what this show is called. And you can email the show. Is it safe? Pod at protonmail.com. Try it right now. I guarantee it works. It's a real thing. We'll respond to you. We love talking, obviously, because we talked for a while. And there's four of us, so we could blab around for hours. We love to respond to your emails. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. Uh, are we right or wrong? Are we missing a point? Uh, did we just forget something completely? We'd like to hear from you. And that uh, pretty much sums it up. Hey, guys, uh, did I miss anything? No, I think that does it. All right, guys. Talk it's to you Talk it. to you soon. When uh, Joe Biden, Joe Biden is uh, named the president. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You're, not, you're trolling us again. No, man. I'm looking forward to it. Very much so. Troll. I think half of us troll. are looking forward to it, at least. I don't, I don't yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right, yeah, that's true. All right, basically, bye. Basically, what the country looks like. That's it. Is what the country looks like. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll-